TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to talk about something that's a little larger than just being financially free, and that's talking about you, who you are, what you're providing to the world, and what you're leaving behind to the world, or in other terms, your legacy. And as we start the discussion, I want to started with this argument, this conversation. I don't think it's an argument, but it's a conversation. That basically, most of what we talk about when we talk about legacy and we talk about, um, you know, what have you done, uh, becomes financial. And it also, most of it comes down to or is envisioned to be a conversation about what did you leave behind? What will people remember about you? That kind of a conversation. And I'd like to change the conversation. Now, I've changed the conversation on things before, and now I have thousands of people that see the conversation my way. Uh, So, as arrogant as it may seem, I think I can change the point of view in the world of the way things are seen by people. And the first one that I changed was, what is the definition of retirement? To most of you out there, retirement is an age. For you, it means, hey, what is the age when I can stop working and society or my own savings or my job's pension plan or something will support me the rest of my life? I don't have to get them to go to work anymore. But to you or most of you, that's an age. Uh To some of you, it's an amount of money. How big is the pile? How big does the pile need to be to get there? And I kind of set all those back on their heel when I said, look, retirement is an income. It's not a pile of money, and it's not an age. It's an amount of income. And when you can passive create passive income that replaces your earned income, you no longer have a reason that you have to work. Now, you might want to. But there's no need to. 
you have bought your life back from servitude for the rest of your life. You were able to now get up in the morning, do what you want, when you want, with whoever you want, wherever you want. You're free. You're financially free. Now, I did that by age 34. I did it two and a half years after I started investing correctly. I know other people that have done it in two years. We tell people five. When I first wrote my my first manual, my first seminar um, to go out there, I said it would take seven, but that was with very conservative point of view that you could only buy one house and you could only afford to save up to, to the second house and save up to the third house. And then as you got more income coming in, you could save quicker and quicker and it became exponential. And within seven years, anybody, even a person starting out broke, could end up rich and could end up retired within seven years. So with you know the growth and the exponential growth of money over time, it's something that people can get done. Now, we've changed it since in our manuals to say five years. And most of the people that come in here can get it done by five years. Many people start with the idea it's five and get it done in three, right? And some people who come in that have their resources already but haven't deployed them correctly, just rearranged the deployment of the resources, can retire right away within two years. And so, you know, we have all these different, but the point is no one's looking to invest their money so that when they're 65 or 70 years old, they can retire, not unless they're coming in here at 65 years old, right? They're in their 60s. Most people are looking to get it done in a very short period of time. And so this changes the whole perspective of what life is about. For you, life has been work until you're 65, 70 years of age, and then you can retire, right? But now I wanna change the whole perspective on life again. And I wanna do it on your converse, on this conversation discussing legacy. And the twist I wanna put on it is this. You are right now living your legacy. Yes, right now. So you don't worry about what's gonna happen when you're 50 or when you're 60 or when you're 70. You're living that legacy right now. What are people going to remember you for? For how you act right now. For who you are right now. For how you live your life right now. Right now is your legacy. And you have to take and keep that in mind in front of you that you only get one shot at this thing. You're going to be gone someday. So you can't create a legacy after you're gone. Oh, yeah, you can create a charity and foundation and leave money. But nobody knows who these people are. I mean, I don't know who Rockefeller is. I mean, I can read books about him. So I guess there is some written legacy there. But when you really think about it, when you really think about it, do you know your great-grandfather? I don't know my great-grandfather. There was no legacy left there because there was no time spent there. I mean, I went hunting with him one time, I think, maybe twice. I saw him at part, you know, like Christmas or something like that. Um, that was my great-grandfather. My grandfather now did leave some legacy. Um, what kind of legacies did he leave? Well, let's take a look here. He left the legacy that he was fat. <laughs> He had a beer belly. He wasn't fat. He was skinny, but with a big beer belly. Drank beer all the time. Uh, worked in a factory. Was a Democrat. Socialist almost because he was a um, 
union boss, uh, smoke like a chimney, unfiltered cigarettes, so the whole house stunk every time you went over there. He stunk. Um, died at an early age, had no hair. Um, other than that, I don't really know a lot about him. I mean, that's all as a kid. Back then, kids were to the scene, not heard. You didn't really talk to your, your elders. But that's the legacy. That's all I remember. So there is no real legacy. What did he do for the world? Who is he? Right? And looking at him from outside looking in, his legacy isn't attractive. I wouldn't want to that. I would not want that to be my legacy. I would not want the people that knew me, that know me now, to think that of me, that that's how I look, that's how I act, that's a, that I never went out of the house, I never did anything other than play pool and drink beer and smoke cigarettes, you know, hunt every once in a while. And, you know, the same thing for my dad. My dad was a really nice guy, and I, there's a legacy. He was a nice person. Uh, had a great demeanor. People liked him. There's a legacy. Um, but he was a workaholic. He was never around up until the day he died. I, I, by age 40, which made him 60, he was 20 years older than me, I was retired. By age 34, I was retired. By age 40, I was multimillionaire. So I'm trying to tell my dad, look, why are you working so hard? And he's like, ah, you don't know anything. You think you know it all. Kids think they know it all. And Dad, you're working yourself to death. And he did. He died by 66, 67, something like that. And he, he worked right up to the day he died. And he went to the hospital three or four different times because he had a heart attack, stroke, uh, heart attack, quadruple bypass, had a lung, had lung cancer, got a lung removed, uh, had varicose veins, oh, you name it, he had it go wrong with him, diabetes, everything you could think of. And... You know, that's a genetic thing, but, but the reality is, is that's what you remember of him. That was the only real free time that he had that I could see him is when he was dying, when he was sick. So I have that memory of him. Now, I'm bringing this all about thinking, hmm, since you really do have a chance to create your legacy, what do you want your legacy to be? And then I came across this idea, and I was sitting there, and it was just going through my mind that it is exactly what you do. You are what you do. You have what you have done. So as a legacy, you have a legacy because of what you've done. You get a legacy because of what you do, and you are doing it right now. So right now is your legacy. Wow, we'll discuss more when we get back. We'll be right back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. 
It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com to access our free live training event schedule. Are you tired of sitting in rush hour traffic? Are you worn out from your extremely long work commute and thinking, I need a new career or a better way of making more money? You don't need a new job. You need a passive income stream. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we have been teaching people real estate investing for the past 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. One way is equity capture. Equity capture is when you buy an asset for less than what it's worth. If you buy a house for $50,000 in a neighborhood that's in the $90,000 range, you put $20,000 into improvements, then you've just captured $20,000 in equity, and that amount goes directly towards your net worth. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about equity capture and the other ways real estate makes you money. Visit us at lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com today. That's lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com to learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. Our free workshop calendar is available at lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. Back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're discussing concept that you are living your legacy today and that the legacy is not something far off in the future that you're going to leave behind when you're dead, but your legacy is something that you live and therefore because you've lived it, it is you and that is what you're leaving behind. Uh, it all ties to my belief system in life that you are what you do and you have what you've done in life and there's, you know, you can't talk your way out of it. You can't... Uh, Gosh, today, in this day and age, I see people trying to create their own legacies on Facebook. You know, they're trying to create a lie, that they're happy, that they're excited, and then, you know, the next day they kill themselves. Uh, it's a bizarre world out there. People are not getting enough attention, and so uh, legacy is probably something 
pretty important to think about and discuss is what do you want the world to think about you? So if you look at yourself as a Facebook user or Instagram user, I don't use it, so I don't even know what it is, uh, or Twitter or anything where you're, you're out there constantly trying to get attention, constantly trying to get other people to pay attention to you, um, you realize that what's happened in our society today is that people think more is better. And so I see these guys right now that just load up Facebook every day with more and more and more content about themselves. And really what happens is, quite honestly, is people get sick of it and they turn it off and they stop watching it and stop paying attention. Where when somebody only comes up every once in a while with something, you go, wow, what is that person doing? Well, that's interesting. Let's take a look at that. Uh, But if you see the same person's name in your email account every day, this guy, look, is Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. You start thinking, hmm, this person doesn't really feel good about themselves. This person's um, ego is problematic. Um, they, they have low self-image, and they've got to get themselves out there, right? Um, it's just the way it is. But is you know, so there's a legacy there, and they're creating their own legacy, and that's how they're creating their legacy, right? And so, when you look at legacy, you got to ask yourself: Okay, you can advertise and you can market whatever you want. And really, if we look at legacy as being that, that's not even a bad metaphor. It's how you market yourself to the world. You've got to think about what's important. So there's a lot of different issues that you can look at as to your legacy, as to how you live your life. I'm going to take one of the ones that was most important to me. Um, well, no, I'm going to start with the first one. The first one was important to me that made the most difference was when I was 200 pounds in fourth grade as a little fat kid. And then I went and lost all that weight and became an athlete. There was a legacy that is a legacy even today. My, my fitness is a legacy that I leave behind. My daughter's a bodybuilder now. I never told her to become a bodybuilder. She just somehow thought, wow, that's pretty cool stuff. I want to be one, too. It's a good way to demonstrate something about me, whatever that is that she's trying to demonstrate, and whatever it was I was trying to demonstrate back then. Um, But, you know, again, if you look at the Facebook analogy, it's my marketing plan for myself. I wanted to look good as a part of the marketing plan. So you leave this legacy. Well, does that legacy follow you? Sure it does. Everywhere I go. People still to this day go, man, you look like you were an athlete. Yes, I was an athlete at one time. Okay, you still look good. And, and, you know, all different kinds of people come up with all different kinds of physical compliments for you. Uh, But, again, that's just the legacy of having done that. That's what's left in my life and will be in my life once I'm gone. Rooms filled with trophies and so forth, which really, that and 10 cents won't even buy you a cup of coffee nowadays. But... It's a part of the legacy. It's a part of the, the story that I'm leaving behind. Now, the second part of the story, which I think is even more important, maybe, yeah, it's hard to say. That was a pretty important one. But I feel, feel it is very important for most people to understand and master this, is that when I was growing up, my mother was a complete lunatic. And I mean that, you know, sincerely. Uh, bipolar. Um, took drugs constantly, prescription drugs, that is. Uh, also drank until the drinking and the prescription drugs got too much together, and then she just used the prescription drugs, I think, and I don't remember, because, again, my legacy of my mother is laying on a couch doped up my entire youth. Uh, couldn't get off the couch to do anything. And at the same time, she was very bitchy. And I remember that no matter what you talked to her about, it was a problem. Yeah. 
Go do the Dell. Go get this. Dell, why aren't you taking care of your sister? Dell, why didn't you do the dishes? Bah, bah, bah. Everything came out of like a, just like a crack out of her mouth. They just, you know, it run ripples down your spine with just annoyance. It's like pulling your fingers down the chalkboard and just hearing it and just driving you crazy. I had to grow up with that, right? So it's pretty easy to see that between my dad being workaholic and me being a type B personality, which is a very analytical person, that drove me to be inwardly driven, not outwardly driven. And it drove me to be analytical, which many times makes you look and feel aloof. So in other words, analytical people, we sit and we watch. And we walk into a room and people go, man, you judge everybody. And judging everybody is something that analytical people do. And it's not because we're sitting there. Well, it may be. I was going to say it's not because we're we're wanting to judge ourselves in level to them and put ourselves above them. It may be that even. there's There could be some of that in there, I think. Um, but at least it, it appears that way. It comes off that way almost all the time. And as you look at this stuff and you're sitting out there analyzing people, you're scowling. You know, you're just like, mm, let me think about this. Mm, look at that person. Mm. And anybody I would hang around with, especially girlfriends, was ultimately going to tell me, Dell, loosen up, man. Have some fun. Don't be so mean. Don't be so judgmental. And I don't think I even realized I did it until, you know, you've been told you have a tail so many times. And then I took a course, sales course, by Dale Carnegie, and one of the, one of the books in there was How to Win Friends and Influence People. And when I read this book, I realized I was that personality. They, they, they defined it perfectly. And I was that person that didn't like anybody. And because I didn't like anybody, nobody liked me. I wasn't seeing the goodness in people. I was looking for the problems in people. And so while I was taking this course and I'm reading this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, I started working on myself. It was, you know, and it didn't happen overnight. It was something I realized I needed to work on. I started working on. So I started working on looking for the good in people. And it was things like um, smile. Every time you meet a person, smile. And so I couldn't smile. I didn't know how to smile. So I went in the mirror, believe this or not, stood in the mirror and worked on how to smile. And I practiced my smile. You go, Dell, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. No, it's not. And I'll tell you why it's not. Because right now, because of my notoriety out there, I have had no less than 10,000, 20,000 pictures of me taken with other people, selfies. And every time we have the expo and there's 5,000 people there, invariably 1,000 of them will come up to me, can I get a selfie? And I'll put my arm around their shoulder, and there I will. I'll crack the smile. When I come back, I'm going to share with you what my wife thinks about that smile. Because she has quite a bit of opinion on that topic. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Your day sounds like 
We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about uh, your legacy and leaving your legacy uh, is not being the goal, but living your legacy is the goal because you are right now, by doing what you're doing, living, you are living your legacy. People will remember what you have done and what you have done is who you are. Who you are is what you have done. They're the same thing. People can't talk about nothing. They have to talk about something. And something is who you are. And who you are is what you did. He is a nice person or he is a mean person. He is a fat person or he's a skinny person or he's a physically fit person. Uh, he is an accountant, a fireman, or a truck driver. What you do is who you are. And so, in essence, you're leaving your legacy. So we're talking about, I'm just sharing with you some of the legacy things uh, from the past segment that I've worked on. And the first one was getting my physical fitness right. And that changed my life forever. And I lived it. I still live it today. And it will be my legacy. It is my legacy. And my daughter's now a bodybuilder. And I've helped thousands of other people get started in fitness programs when I worked at a health club. And I'm constantly pushing uh, at lifestyles that it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. What good is it to be rich if you're fat and out of shape and unhealthy and feel terrible and can't get around? Right? So it's a legacy. Now, the second one I was talking about is being friendly, being happy and having a smile. And I was telling the story about when I took Dale Carnegie class um, and was reading a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It said that you should meet each person you meet each day. And you should look to, into that person and find the good things, not the bad things. And so I started doing that and immediately the way people reacted to me changed, completely changed. It was amazing when I smiled, relaxed, and looked for some nice compliment to put onto them. It was amazing. Amazing the difference of what started to happen in my life. In all aspects of my life, right? And uh, one of the things that was funny is I practiced, I used to practice my smile because I never could smile. I never liked to smile. When I was a kid, I never smiled. There's no pictures of me when I was a kid because I would never smile for the camera. And so I started practicing a smile. And now, like I said, I'd go to the expo and there'll be a thousand people who want to take a selfie with me. And I just curl right up with them and take a shot. And my wife laughs because she says, I look like a cardboard cutout. She says, you've perfected the smile so much that it looks almost exactly the same every time you do it. And, you know, it's funny because once you learn to smile, and there's a lot of people who think they take this for granted. They got a beautiful smile. I had to work to come to a smile, but a lot of people just smile naturally and it's a beautiful thing. But a beautiful smile is a wonderful thing. It disarms people. And to be able to get it out there, 
so, you know, I practiced it and got it out there. Now it's muscle memory. It pops right out. And but it always looks the same because it's not natural. It's trained. It's muscle memory, right? So don't take it wrong if I meet you and I give you a big smile and a handshake. Hey, it's because I cared enough to fix that in my legacy. So let's talk about the next one, knowledge. There's one. What are you leaving behind knowledge-wise? You know, when I figured out at 34 years of age how to retire well, go one step before that. When I figured out how to lose 200, go from 200 pounds to being a top-notch competitive athlete in bodybuilding, powerlifting, and Olympic lifting. So it was both physical feats of strength and looking physically good, as in bodybuilding. When I found out the secrets to that, I felt I needed to teach it. So I worked in a health club. I owned my own health club when I was a young kid. I, myself and one other guy, uh, we built a club. And people worked out there, and we did that for all the years I went to college. But past that time, I mean, I went back and got in the business again, working for a good company. And I liked helping people get in shape. I love sharing the knowledge, right? So then I got retired, and I said, you know, I probably, and people asked me to do it, say, man, you got to teach this stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know, and it wasn't like you had to pull my leg very hard. I mean, it was like, okay, I'll do that. I like to teach. And so I'm le- I left behind now for 30 years this real estate knowledge on how to retire in two to five years. And I really enjoy that. But think of all the people that has changed their lives. I have some families here that come to Lifestyles that are three generations deep in real estate now. The legacy has gone through their family, and they've got brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and grandparents all in lifestyles. And they're sharing that knowledge. Once you find out how to retire in two to five years and be rich in five to seven, you got to share that. That becomes part of your legacy. That's what Dell gave me. That's what Dell left me. But Dell didn't leave it behind. Dell got it out before he was dead. He didn't write a book and leave it. He's living it. He's teaching it. He's showing it. He's being it. That's what legacy is all about, right? So I'm out here being it, doing it. And, of course, now, being on the radio for the last 10 or 15 years, I don't even remember how long I've been there, I think 15, I'm speaking it. And what I think is interesting when people come to see me in person, and they eventually do end up finding me somewhere at Expo or to a seminar or whatever, they go, man, you're just like you sound on the radio. I thought you'd be something different. I don't know what you'd think I'd be, but I am exactly what I sound like on the radio, and I'm exactly that way when in person because that's me. That's the legacy. So I'm asking you, what do you want to leave as your legacy? Do you want to be left the legacy that you're a mean person or a friendly person, that you're caring or not caring? You have integrity or you don't have integrity. Integrity is one of my... Most, um, hmm, what's the word for it? Closely held belief systems. About, I just can't think of a better way to say it. Values. One of my closest, closely held values in life is integrity. And my business, every one of them I have, always worked with integrity. Relationships have to work with integrity. And if they don't, I just get irritated. I mean, it just drives me crazy when there's no integrity in something. It just, you know, you say one thing and do another and you lie. But there's probably nothing that irritates me more than lying, right? Saying saying one thing and doing another, you know? Um, it's that, that old thing I do, in, you know, 
I'll do in private what I tell people I do in public um, is that integrity level that not a lot of people have, so it's important. Um, when you look at your life, do you want people to think that you had integrity? Or do you want them to see you as the person who said something in public and then privately you did something differently? There's a lot of that out there, right? Um, you can have integrity with your health, you can have integrity with your physical fitness, you can have integrity with your relationships, you can have integrity with everything. So I guess integrity is just a measuring tool. Now that I think about it, integrity is a measuring tool for almost all aspects of your personality in life. Uh, do you have integrity with your money? You know, so you see what I mean? It's so, I guess it's over, overwhelming, not overwhelming, um, it's overall, in, over-encompassing, all-encompassing, there's a better way to say it. It's all-encompassing of everything you do. Is Integrity is the level at which you do it, uh, with how much integrity. And so, you know, we look at this and we have your knowledge and what are you leaving behind, right? Are, have you done anything to leave knowledge behind? Okay, how about if you don't have a lot of knowledge, you're not a real smart one, you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. What about wisdom? Is there anything you figured out in life that makes you wiser? At 63 years of age, I'm, I'm a lot wiser. And I've got a lot of wisdom. And I don't know that I'm actually leaving it behind correctly, but I'll tell you one. <sighs> I used to argue about everything when I was younger. Oh, man, everything. And we call it a Wamsley trait. That's in our family. Everybody in our family argues. And they argue about everything. It's just, they'd argue about arguing, right? We do, we don't. That's an argument right there. And they go at it constantly. And it kind of ruined it for me when Google came around, because now when you argue about something, you can look it up in Google and find out the truth, and the argument's over, so it really doesn't work. But that's not what I'm getting to. What I'm getting to is that I found that when people start to argue about things I found it's best just to shut up because you're not going to win if they've got this massive need to prove everybody wrong to prove themselves right arguing with them trying to rationalize your side of the story to them it just doesn't work it's not worth it um, you just make yourself crazy so I found you just leave those kind of cuckoos alone that's some wisdom, you know? That's not knowledge, that's wisdom. They just say, how about uh, your habits? What kind of habits do you have? I got some weird habits that I've uh, inflicted on many, many people around me, like eating protein. That's a weird habit, but everywhere I go, people start eating more protein. Here's one that's crazy, eating cottage cheese. Most people in the world hate cottage cheese. I eat it constantly. Just another habit. We'll be right back with the Del Walmsley Radio Show and wrap up your legacy for today. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to DellOnTheRadio.com to access our free live training event schedule. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow, for the next couple of days, for a week, a couple of months, a year? 
How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to GetMyMapNow.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's GetMyMapNow.com. Talk 1-7. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we've been discussing your legacy. And um, we've talked about all the different things in life that you live and through living them, you create you, which is then in turn what you leave behind is the memory of you, your legacy. I've left the last segment here, though, the one we work on most of the time, the one we talk about most of the time, and that's finances. And I think it's sad. I know it's sad to me, and I think it's sad to most people. When you think about your, your goal that you've been given is to leave some money behind, right? To leave a legacy for your kids, or your grandkids, to put your grandkids through college or whatever. What kind of a legacy is that? To me, that is just the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard of. I've, I, I kind of live by and thought to live by the theory of, I want my last check to bounce. In other words, we want to make as much money as necessary. We want to make as much money uh, as we need to live the quality of lifestyle that we deem important. And once you've done that, and this is the hard thing to understand, once you've done that, it's done. Now, the question is, once you've learned how to do it, is more better? And I believe more is not better. Better is better. So I think to myself constantly how terrible it would be if I died tomorrow and left all this money to my wife and my daughter and her kids to go out and enjoy and I'm not around. I don't even think they would even remember me. Go, who's Dell? I know we got his money, but I don't even know who he is. Sure wish we would have done some stuff with him while he was around. And so in my mind, my theory is, okay, I got enough money to live for the rest of my life. Now what can I do with my life? What can I share with my family and with my friends now that's important before I'm dead? People don't want me to die and leave them dollars. I mean, I think everybody would like to have somebody leave them money, but... I think they would much rather have the fun. Somebody help them, right? Help them get what it is in life that they want, whether it be a worthwhile venture or not. I mean, you could help somebody get through college as a worthwhile venture if you believe in college, and some people it's good for. You could help people with their medical bills. Um, you know, we just had a charity for a friend of mine that uh, is quadriplegic, and we raised some money for him. And, you know, that's... I, it's a deal that I think was important. So, you know, I matched whatever anybody else would give. I matched it. And so there's more money for him to be able to get to to use because he had some catastrophe happen in his life. And, uh, you know, there's where I want to put my money. Do you understand? In things that are live and people that are live. Now, I would be willing to bet. And I can't win this bet because I'll be dead when we cash it in, is that people will remember more of the things that I did with them 
than the things that I bought for them or money I gave to them. So having lifestyles be around, uh, yeah, there's some legacy to saying that Del Wamsley created lifestyles, but I doubt that I get anywhere near the legacy power from that as from, hey, I took the two-day from Dell. Hey, I went on a road trip with Dell. I went on the bus tour with him. It was unbelievable. You know, those touches in life. And so as you're, you're looking to your finances, doesn't it bother you that you've never mastered financial fitness? You've never mastered being financially free? Doesn't it bother you that you have to get up and go to work every single day and live a life like a hamster in a little hamster wheel going around and around and around and around, living a life of quiet desperation while your family just gets almost no part of you? Doesn't that bother you that you have no life? That your family doesn't get to see you or touch you or talk to you? That your friends are are not given the amount of time and respect necessary to create a good relationship and keep a friendship strong? Doesn't that bother you? Or have you just buried yourself in your work so deep that you don't even feel it, you don't even see it, you don't even smell the outside world? It's not even there for you. You just get up every day and do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Doesn't that bother you? At least every once in a while, don't you pull your head up out of all that and smell the fresh air and go, wow, what a beautiful day today. The sun's out. The sky is crystal blue. Gosh, I wish I didn't have to work today. I remember working in the health club business 12 hours a day, six days a week. And I'd go to work and it would be beautiful. People would be outside. And I'm thinking, man, I'm stuck in this building 12 hours. Gosh, I wish I didn't have a job. It's not that I didn't like doing what I'm doing. It's not that I didn't like physical or teaching people fitness. It wasn't that I didn't like being in there working out myself. But just to be free to go outside. I remember when I cut back from working six days a week to get this four. And I quit the job and said I wouldn't come back. And they needed me because I was pretty good at what I did. So they let me come back. The goal was you had to work from 10 to 10 or 9 to 9 in the health club business. So it was a 12-hour day. And you had to work five or six days a week. And I said, look, I'm not going to do it anymore. I said, I'll work 12 hours a day, four days a week. That's 48 hours. That's still more than anybody works. But I'm not working more than four days a week. So because they needed me, um, they brought me back under those hours. And uh, I did more production. I produced more membership sales in four days than anybody else in the whole company, like 400 health clubs, did in six days. Because why? Because I was fresh. I was excited to be there. And because I had some days off. But what's really important about the days off was by working four days a week, I had a three-day week. And three days off is like an eternity. It's like a vacation in and of itself. That's the beautiful thing, guys. It's a vacation. And to this day, I won't work more than three or four days a week. And whatever it is I do, don't tie me, tie me up more than three or four days a week. Because life is out there. Life is to be lived. It's not to be sat in a gerbil wheel and go round and round and round. So in other words, it's not just to earn that money. It's to earn the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.
for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past your podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.